Blog Talk Radio.
dear Heavenly Father, we praise you, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity to be able to discuss and prepare uh, for what might happen, but might might also not happen. However, the indications uh, that surround us right now are kind of pointing to um, a high level of likelihood that um, the order of events that have been prophesied over the years is, I don't want to, it, it's, it's, uh, let's just say that our understanding of the order may be in error. And we praise you, Father, for revealing to us through the, the, the revelations of the prophets that many of them state in their prophecies, in their visions, in their dreams, that they have lost track of time. We also know, Father, and we praise you for this, that the prophecies that we've been following, many of which came out in the early 80s, some of which came out even 60, 70 years earlier, have, uh, when they unfolded, there were differences. And we, we thank you for helping us to understand that you do relent, you do answer prayer. However, we, we all, all of your, your children, Father, are very, very aware that just like it says in Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse roughly around about 3, where maybe 4, where it says, until he that restrains is taken out of the way, essentially, um, it appears that you are no longer, you're restraining, there is no doubt. We know that, Father, because otherwise we'd be dead. But not restraining the Luciferians, not restraining the satanic cabal, not restraining the forward progression of the end times. Um, essentially, not one single seven mountains mandate, not one single blank list prophets, uh, so-called prophets that are emailed around about, not one of them has, has hit the jackpot. It's, it's not that they didn't have little teeny bits and pieces of things that were relevant, but their understanding of the outcome, their understanding of how it was going to time out, their belief in praying it away instead of embracing it like your scripture tells us to. Father, we praise you for helping us to understand that uh, when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Isaiah 26, 9, I believe it is. Um, praise God. If I don't have that right, it's somewhere in Isaiah 26, so go find it. Praise Jesus. Father, we just want to thank you for this time tonight to talk about a shift in events that it appears, appears again, with just the appearance of things that, that are happening right now that seem, strongly seem, to indicate that there could be um, an event shift dynamic, um, but maybe not. You know, we just don't know what you're going to allow, and we don't know. I mean, you, you could drop the Cascadia subduction zone event right now. And that could gravely, I mean, you know, gravely for the evil ones and good for others, but the net effect could shift the evil cabal's game plan and the things we talk about tonight may shift into the future further. We don't know. And because we don't know and because we know our father well enough to know that you're not going to tell us, um... We want to 
thank you for this opportunity, this electronic gathering, if you will, to be able to discuss these things openly. Um, not, you know, we love you. We love you, Jesus. May we sing songs to you continuously. We, may we take communion in our homes continuously. But there are an awful lot of folks out there, your, your, your sons and daughters, Father, that are not, that haven't really put an awful lot of thought. Some of them have, but some of them haven't. The ones that have put probably put the most thought into having some form of preparation available for a serious outage of electricity, um, paratrooping of Chinese soldiers into our neighborhoods. Um, it, it, most of us have just kind of assumed based on the, for example, the father, you know, the ceremony vision of 1979 seems to strongly indicate that any Chinese or Russian incursions would not occur until way down the road, until there was an awful lot of destruction, biochemical weapons being used in the United States. But, but Sarah admitted, she admitted that she had lost track of time. So the timeline that we would extract could be in noteworthy error. Um, there's the, um, prophecy of, uh, and let me see if I can find it. I, I don't, okay. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I, it's not one of my favorite ones. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to be doing a lot of hunting around folks tonight because this is an open discussion, Father, and we thank you for that. We just pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will bless, touch, anoint, um, uh, pour out revelations into the hearts and the minds of those who need to hear them. And for those who do not or feel that they are adequately prepared, great for them. Praise the Lord. Um, but we 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 just want to thank you. We want we we want to ask you that that this may help somebody at some time. Not everybody, and I'm not saying this is to the listeners of this program. That is not what I'm saying. However, it is possible, in fact, likely, that at some point through listening to podcasts, whatever the case is, there will be some Christians that listen to this program that are not going to make the barley harvest. And some of the things that we talk about tonight will, it could mean their salvation. I mean, it literally could in some cases, uh, because if you, it, it, it just depends, because people can lose their faith. People can lose their faith moments before death, and that wouldn't be good. Um, and Father, we're trying to, to get ahead of that a little bit and talk about some different, I don't want to call it prepper stuff, because preppers have a different mindset. I want. I really feel passionate about this just being a discussion amongst those of us who are hoping to make the barley harvest, but want to be prepared for the possibility um, that um, uh, things might not go down quite the way that we have been hoping and anticipating uh, for wow, 15 years now, really? Some of the stuff I was looking at went back even before. I, I, I'm i astonished. I, I was seeing some work that I had done all the way back to 2004. 
Um, praise Jesus. So anyway, I'm, I'm looking for, Father, we just want to thank you. We want to praise you. Tonight is uh, Friday, July the 14th, um, and we just give you all the worship and glory, and thank you for this allowing this change in prayer vigil dynamics, which is where whereby we are switching from, you know, a, I don't know, it's tonight we just want to talk about emergency preparation and the different dynamics that are associated with it and the hows and the whys. It's important. And there are people that may need to hear this, critically need to hear this stuff, and are not going to, it's going to be, it will be awful, awful bad for them. All right, praise God, especially those who do not make the early rescue mission. And that is a very high bar, very high bar. All right, now, um, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We pray that any, that anything that, that um, needs to be embedded into somebody's heart will be embedded by your anointing. We pray, Father God, that anything that we say that is irrelevant and doesn't hold water, you know, for that individual or whatever the case is. Um, Father, we just pray that it melts away into the deep blue sea of your forgiveness and forgetfulness and, and that it will just drop away from that individual's heart. We are not here to uh, put fear in people's hearts because what we are here to do is to put confidence into people's hearts. Because, again, we all know that people say things like, God helps those who help themselves. Well, there couldn't be, that couldn't be any further from the truth. It's not like you're reading a proverb and it says, Proverbs 16.2 says, you know, God helps those who help themselves. That's not the case. But, if you sit, but I, I love, I, you know, except for the gun thing and a few other things, I think that Alex Jones occasionally... I pray constantly. I'm just going to let you know this. I believe that people who use guns, many of them, as Christians, will go to hell. Because I don't believe that you can shoot yourself into heaven. You're killing people. We are sheep led to the slaughter. The Bible is infinitely clear that we are to take up our cross and follow Jesus to Golgotha, to our death, like the early Christians did when Nero was killing them and slaughtering them in the Roman circuses for entertainment purposes. So anyway, you will never find anything in the very early part of Fox's Books of Martyrs where a Christian picked up any kind of defensive weapon ever. And the only time it, it even mentions it is hundreds of years later when the Polisians had had enough and they and Satan had got into their camp, which happens every single time, and then they stopped behaving like proper Christians. But I, I knew spiritually knew beyond any shadow of a doubt when I was reading that part that it was because they were infiltrated by Satan and they had started becoming satanic in their behavior. We are sheep led to the slaughter, period. Thank you, Jesus. And God, it, vengeance is God, saith the Lord. We lay down our lives willingly. And that's just as simple as that. All right, um, you know, right down to the pepper spray. The Lord had me get rid of, I, I was attacked and I got pepper spray and a stun gun and the Lord hounded me and said, get them out of the house. Because once you put your faith 
into an earthly weapon. By the way, the Bible says that our weapons are not earthly, but they are spiritual. Okay, Second Corinthians 10.5, it says, Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds and in, in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That simply says we do not use earthly weapons ever. Period. Thank you, Jesus. All right, and that is a major uh, consideration right now. If, you know, I, I, there are people that simply will not receive it, and I pray fervently with tears rolling down my face, constantly begging God, please turn those weapons red hot and burn their hands before they have the ability to, 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 to use them. Send them a message. They're your, they're your children, and they're misled. Christians in other countries, not a problem. You, you preach this to them, and they don't, they don't wink an eye. They don't bat an eyelash. They're fine with it. They believe it absolute. It's the American Christian. I've even had a pastor tell me live on the telephone when I was trying to warn him about stuff that he was teaching in a nice way, privately, and he said to me, I have, you know, we have every right as Christians to, to use our Second Amendment right. And I said, you know, and I thought to myself, I, at that point, I just bowed out gracefully, and I did what the Bible says, and I entreated him, and I stepped out before it got heated. Um, he's just going to have to reckon with Jesus if he makes it. But here's the thing. You cannot point to man's laws Okay, during the Revolutionary War, the only true Christians that existed during the Revolutionary War, the only true ones, I'm sorry to tell you this, the rest of them were Masons, they were into all kinds of evil Jacobian practices, the, the Founding Fathers of the United States of America were not all that pretty like people like to paint them out to be, there was a lot of evil involved in it, all right, and, 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 and Washington, George Washington himself was a 33rd degree Mason, so uh, don't get me going on all this stuff, I am expert on it, and I'll, you know, it's just not even worth talking about, all right, now what I can tell you is that the Quakers, were Holy Spirit-filled, and the Quakers refused to pick up weapons during the Revolutionary War. So what they did was they acted to help the war effort. They acted as spies, and they would work in different places around town and stores and where people gathered, etc. And they would, um, you know, uh, act as spies. That's what they would do. They would grab a, a note from somebody behind a bar in a particular gathering place that had overheard some British soldiers saying something, and the, and the Quakers would jump on their horses and ride, you know, 30, 40 miles if they had to, to pass information that was critical. But that's how they – it was like uh, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, that movie Hacksaw Ridge with the Seventh-day Adventist who went in in that – that's a true movie, by the way, Hacksaw Ridge. And that is the way that a Christian soldier should act, a proper one. Now, granted, if you are a police officer, you are ordained, just like the uh, Roman soldier was, to, you know, to do that duty. Okay, so, you know, similarly uh, was the Roman soldier that, G you know, Jesus had talked to and commended for his faith. Okay, so, so there are exceptions to the rules, but as a general rule, a proper Christian picks up his cross and follows Jesus and is exactly like Jesus, in every possible way. And in Hacksaw Ridge, that boy, by the way, again, true movie, must watch, went at the risk of being thrown into prison 
He stood his ground and said, I do not believe in using guns. And he ended up saving more lives anybody in his entire platoon and never took a bullet. And that's how God works. All right. So if you want to take a bullet, go get you a bullet. You want your family to be beaten up, go get you a gun. Because when you put your faith in earthly weapons, you have you are no longer putting your faith into the name of Jesus. You have forfeited your protection. All right. Anyway, and that's, by the way, that's also captured um, by... Um, Charles Spurgeon's visit, it's all documented history. Uh, during the Irish Wars, he went into a Quaker village of all places. Isn't that a surprise? And during his uh, tour of the Quaker village with his tour guide, um, uh, Charles Spurgeon was walking you know, they were walking across the countryside, and it was the Irish Wars, and the houses were burned to the ground, and, and all the trees were burned, and, uh, you know, it, just, it was absolutely devastating. It was, like, it was like, you know, western Ukraine. And they walked up, and all of a sudden, they came upon a village. And it was beautiful. The trees, just like in Habakkuk, were bending over with, with apples and, and um, pears and just so much food to eat. It was gorgeous. Flowers blooming. None of the houses, except for two of them, were touched. And Charles Spurgeon said, who are these people? Who lives here in this village? And the tour guide, the guy that was giving him the, you know, the guiding him through, uh, you know, I'll just call him the tour guide, said to him, oh, this is a Quaker village. And he goes, oh, wow. And he said, well, what happened to the two houses that are destroyed over there? And the, And the man said, Oh, those two families had guns in their house. All the other Quaker houses, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of houses, had fruit, were untouched, no raped children, nothing. I mean, absolutely pristine, food overflowing except for the two houses that were destroyed because they decided they wanted to have guns in their house. And Charles Spurgeon said, he proclaimed, wow, another example of the Bible becoming real. He says, turn the other cheek, hallelujah. But nobody wants to do that. And the United States is going to be a very, very horrible place to be in. And other countries as well. Look what's happening to France. That we're seeing an uptick in riots all over the world. Oh, my goodness. And when I say all over the world, most of the riots that are taking place in Africa, most of the riots that are taking place in Europe, most of the riots that are taking place, and some of them are just protests. Some of them are huge. But they're all over the place. Ecuador, Chile, uh, the whole world is on fire with riots and protests. It's, you know, it, it, not, not all places are on fire, but many of them are. All right, so I wanted to get that aside so that we can go ahead and get back to focusing. Now, I also wanted to mention 
there was a fellow by the name of Chuck Youngbrand. And he, Chuck Youngbrand, went on the Prophecy Club back in the early 80s, around the time that um, Ken Peters was on. Ken Peters has since gone home to Jesus. Ken Peters, just so you know, when he, I, again, I beg you, I just beg you from the bottom of my heart, please just get yourself a plate of food, sit down at a table or at a desk, wherever, turn on a laptop or something, even your cell phone, and go to YouTube and type in Ken Peters Tribulation. It's about two hours long, maybe an hour and a half. I think it's two hours. But anyway, it it's, it may very well for today, it may very well be the best money, you, I mean the best time that you have ever spent in your life. In your life. One of the things that he saw, which didn't exist back in 1983, I believe it was, when he or 82 or whatever, when he got received the vision, which was very vivid. And just so you know, Terry Hill has preached many times at Ken Peters Church before he passed away. Um, anyway, when he – a segment of the vision toward the very beginning – when he when the vision began, he saw that the United States was in extreme disarray. Okay, essentially, I would interpret what he saw or was describing as martial law. Martial law is the goal of goals. That's what will get us to. That's what will get the world to the point where digital IDs will be forced on us. Now, what leads us to that? Who knows? I, I my hunch is that they're going to they're going to attempt to force it. What they're going to do is do a false flag, just like Alex Jones said, just like Colonel uh, I'm sorry, uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor has said essentially, and um, General Flynn has said. He called it a black swan event. Uh, the most descriptive uh, prediction comes from Alex Jones and. He he was from the time of a little baby. He was born into a family. Imagine me having a kid, and I called him Alex, a little baby, and I raised him and told him all the stuff that I knew. That's what happened to Alex Jones. That's why he is gazillions of decades ahead of everybody else, and that's why everybody's eating crow right now. Everyone's eating crow. And the only thing that mistake that he made in, what, 30 years of doing the work that he's done that, got it, that they were able to use against him was he made a mistake of thinking that crisis actors were the only ones on the scene at, um, at the uh, – no, oh, I can't think of the name of the school shooting. But anyway, he, the problem is crisis actors are used 
everywhere. They they were used at Charlie Hebdo. They were used at the. Uh, they're used everywhere. Pulse Club. Crisis actors are used to make this to aggravate the situation. They're the antifas of the world. They're the BLMs of the world. They're the uh, hired ha- hired hitmen, FBI agents uh, by the dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens that were forced into uh, creating the false flag fake riot of January 6th. And now they're out arresting people and putting them in jail. I mean, the situation is gruesome in this country. And it's gruesome in other countries, too. Real bad. I mean, gruesome. I I just can't think... And I can't think of I, I just can't. So anyway, it's just more, far, far more horrible than anybody could ever have imagined. I certainly not. I mean, as, as conspiratorialist as I have been, all the, going all the way back to 1988, and the dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of books that I have read on the subject, DVDs, documentaries for over 15 years, 240 uh, articles that I have written on on tribulation. Now I've had people say, "Oh, I have so much time navigating tribulation now." No kidding. It's been there for you know almost 15 years. Definitely, I think it's been 15 years, and it has 420 articles on them. The vast majority of which were wrong. Why? Because I was doing what every other Christian out there is doing right now, calling, you know, uh, uh, you know, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, every little thing. Jade Helm, Jade Helm, 2012 is going to be the start of World War III, and that's where we are. When a person first wakes up and discovers that 9-11 was an inside job or January 6th was an inside job, when they start to wake up, see, there's, they've even made on Twitter, the unbelievers on Twitter have made a name for people who have not not woken up yet. The new nickname for people who have not woken up yet is normies. They're like playing um, videos of people coming out of this, uh, you know, Sound of Freedom movie uh, reporting, you know, of course, um, thundering sounds underneath people's seats, air conditioning Mm. being turned off. Um, uh, uh, Just, just, it just goes on and on and on. But they, they're, the Twitter people are calling them normies. They're people that are absolutely, utterly clueless. The only reason I have no interest in going to see Sound of, Sound, you know, Sound of Freedom and whatever is because I don't – Tampa, Florida is absolutely horrible with AMC theaters. I don't even want to get into it. Not to mention that – all the stuff that Jim, uh, the actor, Caravella or whatever, um, he, 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 all the stuff that he's woken up to, the adrenochrome and stuff, I've been talking about it for 12 years. I've written articles about it. So, so, so to me, to go and see just the part about it, would just make, I'd just sit there and bawl like a baby because you know what? I know the rest of the story. Jim is just waking up to the rest of the story. He doesn't know the half of it, and it's not something that I would recommend anybody do too much research on because it is so horrible. I almost had a breakdown, nervous. Well, I mean, it might have been a miniature nervous breakdown when I was studying that stuff, the satanic ritual ceremony stuff. Anyway, um, all that being said, I want to put that behind, but I do want to forewarn you of this. This does exist. I don't like it. And I actually believe that over 
let's see, it would have to be, well, 37 goes back to 85, and you add another 5 to 37, so it would be 40, 43. So roughly 43 years ago or so, this fellow by the name of Chuck Youngbrand showed up on the Prophecy Club. And I'm going to introduce you to this prophecy, or, uh, no, just the highlights, the bullet points, if you will, okay? Because, and I will tell you that when I compare what he remembers, or at least at that time was remembering and, and testifying to, when I compare that to other ones that I've been able to confirm through multiple sources, etc., and the Bible, and current events, which is a three-way match, I struggle something fierce with the Chuck Young brand stuff. The other problem that I that adds an element of complexity and confusion to the Chuck Young brand dream or vision is that um, the reason I'm mentioning his name is he's he's in heaven right now, and 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 I I'm just trying to level set because it's so critical. We we're running out of time. Something fears. And I and um and I apologize. Uh, you know, I just want to say this. You know, when like I said, we are not able. Myself and Sister Nancy are not able to vet every th- single thing that somebody believes before they come on the radio show, and we do not agree with any of the guests a hundred percent ever. That believe me, it doesn't mean that as brothers and sisters in Christ we cannot love one another, and and allow the other person to share what they believe that the Lord has shared with them. But our foundations in the Bible and our foundations in current events and our foundations in the prophecies and our paying attention like we are commanded to, watch ye therefore, Jesus said. Watch ye therefore. Watch and pray. We're commanded. It's not. He wasn't asking. He wasn't asking. So... um you know when 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 people have different belief systems in how much time may or may not be available i always just put it on the shelf be, at now i do i didn't before in my earlier days you know 2011 12 13 14 i was very like it's going to happen now. It's going to happen now. It's going to World War III. World War III. World War III. Fifth Fleet is going into the Mediterranean. Oh, my gosh. Here it is. This is it. I was highly reactive. I did not have enough data from the Lord at that point to be able to level-headedly look at all of the data and to correlate it properly. And we still have shifting dynamics that are occurring on the global scene which adds elements and, you know, how do we know? So we know that prophecies, dreams, and visions are not necessarily in order. That's, that's a problem right there. Okay, we also know that God relents. Okay, so he changes his mind depending on, you know, godly people praying, not people that have iniquity in their heart and they're hugging their guns. That's the reason why a lot of these MAGA people get into these big stadiums and they pray, 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 and the prayers don't get answered. Because they have iniquity in their hearts. Guns are iniquity. Shooting a person is a sin. And there's a really strange locust-like creature flipping around on my cam- a security camera. <laughs> oh, 
like, what is that thing? Probably just a funky moth. But anyway, um, it's definitely definitely nothing to do with Revelation 9, that's for sure. That's way down the road. We're not going to be here for that. All right, for sure. All right, so, and again, I am going to emphasize that I know as a fact that the day of the Lord is during the sixth seal. And the great earthquake is when the meteor hits, and, it, and it's all tied together. There's not multiple wars. Two million people die uh, in Israel during Gog and Magog. All, the whole world is going to explode into war, and it's going to be one big war. So anybody out there that's teaching that the Psalm 83 war, or the Isaiah 17, Damascus being turned into a ruinous heap, or Gog and Magog, or, or the events in the fourth seal are different events, they are not correct. Toss it. You can listen to them and smile if you want, but I'm telling you they're not correct. I guarantee it. World War III is going to be the culmination of all of these events, and the barley harvest rapture will be occurring almost certainly at the very beginning of World War III. When the alien invasion hits, because World War III, when it gets fully started, when it ramps up to where there's tanks, American tanks and Turkish tanks and Russian tanks and all kinds of, you know, weapon systems being used. And, you know, when it gets to that point, the aliens are coming and they're coming in force. And these are not a fake alien invasion. So for all these people out there flapping their lips about fake alien invasions, they better learn to read their Bible. Because it's all in Isaiah 13, it's all in Joel 2, and, they're, and if they're not reading it any other way, they're reading it incorrectly. Which blows my mind because it's so absolutely literal and factual and straightforward, and you have to twist the Bible in order to interpret it any other way. I don't know how people do it. And I praise God for that. But anyway, I'm going to share with you Chuck Youngbrand. This pains me, and I, I want to have a Pepsi AC before I read it. But I am going to share this with you, and then we're going to move in to the discussion time over how, what, where, when, and why we may want, and to what degree, we may want to be prepared for something. And some of the considerations that people don't think about. People just don't think about it. I I can't tell you how many people I run across that are regular listeners of this radio show that have no prep no preparation whatsoever. They are counting on an evacuation. And um that may be the case. I hope it is. But if you but you know what? You none of us are qualified to to predict God. We know exactly what Ecclesiastes 7.14 says. It says when prosperity is, when you're experiencing prosperity, praise God. But when bad things happen, know that both come from the Lord. And Jesus said it rains on the just and the unjust. When those nuclear bombs go off, how many Christians do you think are going to be in them cities that are going to vaporize? Don't even get me going on Isaiah 57.1, where it talks about God... Look, precious in the, in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints, Psalm 116.15. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Not when they have a gun in their hand. I guarantee you that. 
Isaiah 57.1, the righteous perishes and no man takes it to heart. Merciful men are taken away while no one considers that the righteous are taken away from evil, even if they're being vaporized at ground zero of a nuclear strike. Okay. And then, then we're all sitting around going, boo-hoo, hoo-hoo-hoo, you know, oh, God, how could you let that happen? And we, we, we're so busy living in the flesh. We're not saying, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, all those Christians are so happy now. They don't have to deal with this stuff. And now here comes the fallout. Watch the TV series Jericho. Go to tribulation-now.org and click on the prophetic movies link and get busy. Praise Jesus, because they are prophetic. All right. So anyway, um, let's go ahead, and I'm going to go over the Pepsi AC Chuck Youngbrand stuff. But keep in mind, I strongly believe that a lot of this is not going to go down quite the way that he remembered it. And I strongly believe and know as a fact in my heart that there are going to be – that the that – at some point, the barley harvest is going to occur. What I can't – I'm not – I'm feeling less and less comfortable with the, with the assumption that we are not going to have to deal with any of it. Okay? In other words, I'm seeing the seals roll out in parallel. We all are. Anybody who understands the global financial collapse is – billions of no i'm sorry trillions of dollars worth of treasury bonds are about to get jumped by china when that happens that is it it's over don't even get me going on papacata pedal and 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 the debt trade debt that's between us and oh gosh it just goes on and on and on so anybody who is unable to see that we are deep into the seals and that the seals are happening in parallel you jesus cracks the seals of all the scrolls but the events roll out together and we're seeing it happen right now. This morning, what triggered this this special tonight is when I woke up this morning, the first thing I saw when I sat on my chair at 4 a.m., and I already fed the dogs at 3.45, was that there was an executive order from the White House from Biden, the shape-shifting reptilian that is being controlled by the Antichrist, known as Barry Satoro or Obama, married to a transsexual entity no wonder we're having that jam down our throat and no wonder the antichrist is using it as a tool to foment foment generate christian persecution makes sense don't it he's married to one and i don't even want to think about what goes on that's just, just absolutely beyond disgusting now back to the chuck, chuck young brand I, I called it the Chuck Young brand encounter because it was like TMI for anybody's visions, dreams, and that kind of thing. I'm just going to read it to you. I do not agree with a lot of it, but I do think it is worthy for us to digest in the spirit of the intent of this show. Um, there are those, I, I know this because they have written me, and they get afraid. When we talk about these kinds of things, they get very, very afraid. But God has not given us a spirit of fear. So where is it coming from? It's coming from a lack of fearing God. Uh, I'm sorry. It's coming from a lack of trusting God. 
Because Isaiah 26.3 says, you, you, our Heavenly Father, will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon you because he trusts you. That is on a magnetic sign that you can see from the street on the front door of my house. Praise God. All right, so first year. Okay, hold on a second. I'm going to zoom in a little bit. Let me zoom in so I got a little bit of a better reading. Oh, no. Hold on. Wait a minute. Ah, okay, good. It worked. All right, praise God. So this is what I call the Chuck Young Brandt encounter. So keep in mind all the things I said, God relenting, prayers of the saints, you know, there's so many dynamics for a 40-plus, 43-year-old prophecy dream, whatever, that can change these things. Now, all that being said, though, what if, and what to what degree, what if, a percentage of the things have changed. And the other thing is, Chuck doesn't mention anything about the rapture. So there's really no time. You don't have anything to anchor against it. It, it. There's no mention of the day of the Lord. There's no mention of the great earthquake. There's no mention of the seals. It's just stuff that he saw. So you can't really anchor it anywhere in the Bible. That's another problem with it. All right. So anyway, um, so I'm going to read this to you because there may be some things in here that are very relevant to our discussion tonight. So that therefore, and by the way, you can you can find this and you can study it yourself at tribulation-now.org and, and then look very carefully. Just take your time and hit the little menu button. If you're using a laptop or a PC, you might have to look through the white on black links. Take your time, relax, have yourself some hydrogen peroxide water and detox and read the links. Just read the links. The, I didn't even include all of the links. I, I, it's a subset of stuff and all of them are important. All of them are. This particular link is called Critical Prophecies, and it has a drop-down menu, and you will be able to find the Chuck Youngbrandt encounter in that list. I'm going to read for you the summary statements. By the way, this was given to him on April 21st of 1977. He says that these things happen in the first half of the tribulation period. I am not a tribulation period person. The only thing I've done a lot of research on pre-trib rapture and they lean so heavily and then I started doing Hebrew studies on Daniel 9:27 and I found so many mistakes. And so at that point I tossed the concept of 3.5 plus 3.5, 7 years plus 7 years. I'm sorry, that's for a total of 7 years. Okay, what I do still strongly believe is that the great tribulation is only 3.5 years long. And it's and that is what the metaphors of times, times, and half a time. And you don't want to get in there splitting hairs because when you split hairs, you get into the weeds. When you get into the weeds, you get confused. And you, you might think you hit jackpot on something, but I'm, I'm telling you, folks, you learn far more by spiritually discerning the Scripture, comparing it to empirical events across the world, and comparing it to God's prophets. Amos 3, 7, surely the Lord God does nothing without first revealing it through his servants, the prophets. Amen. 
Now, granted, we're not going to hear every single prophecy, and every single prophecy is not going to be accurate, which makes it even more daunting of a task. And that's why it's, it's imperative that you continue to correlate the data. Now, if you don't want to bother to do it or you're too busy or you've got kids crawling all over your shoulders and a wife yelling at you to go mow the lawn, then listen to me, and I'll tell you, because I'll share with you 15 years of doing this. Thank you, Jesus. All right. This is what I do. I finally woke up after 2016 and realized that God injected Trump completely befuddled. Now, do I believe that God, do I believe like the Seven Mountains people do, that, that Donald Trump is some kind of a savior for mankind, uh, some kind of a type of King David? Are you kidding me? I'm not even sure that he saved at all. And, and don't even get so, – so, so, and if you want to do a little bit of study on this, you can go to Netflix if you have it. Or you can get the book with the same title entitled The Family. And Donald Trump was consorting with the family. They are a well-known Christian organization that is extremely powerful, extremely wealthy, and they are, they are a lobbyist group that controls much of Washington, D.C. Here's the problem. Obama was there. He's the Antichrist. Uh, you know, Hillary Clinton is a murderous, nine-foot-tall Draco reptilian. She was there. Are you kidding me? These are not Christians. They tell everybody that joins their little group, okay, while they pretend to be Christians, that you are ordained by God as a leader of this country because that's what it says in Romans 13. But the problem is it's a twist on Romans 13. Romans 13, yes, God appoints leaders. Absolutely. Everything about Romans 13 is true. The problem is they leave out the negative stuff. So they say that all of you are ordained by God. And they all walk around all puffed up, thinking they're someone special. The reality is that God, God is using Satan right now. God has appointed Lucifer to bring in, help bring in the harvest. That's a big part of his job, the accuser of the brethren, accuser of the brethren both day and night. God's using him. God used Nebuchadnezzar to put the iron yoke of Babylon around the Jews, his own people that he loves. He loves us too, but I'm just saying. Hosea 2.19 says, I will betroth thee. He's, it's our father speaking to Israel. Chuck Misler used to say that uh, Israel is God's wife and um, Jesus is our, you know, spouse or whatever. And I, I've, I've, I don't, you know, I know it sounds kind of weird, you know, for men to consider women have no pro, no problem at all. It's so easy for them to, to consider themselves part of the bride of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the bridegroom, and they're a girl, and he's a boy. Okay, but I have talked to people who have been to heaven who have actually walked inside of Jesus and had conversations with him on the phone, and it was explained to me by them that the Godhead is both male and female. Now, I know that's hard to get your arm around, but the point is that it's, there isn't – Jesus loves us all regardless. That's why it says in Galatians, in the book of Galatians, it says there is neither Jew or Gentile, there is neither man nor woman. We are all one in Christ. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So anyway, Chuck Youngbrand, brace yourself. And please do not take this literally, that this is going to be something that you're going to have to go through. 
you might have to go through some of it or not. We don't know. That's why we're going to talk about this tonight. I don't want to run out of too much. I don't want to run out of time. So there's a lot to read here. He says, now he's talking about this being the first half. So he's talking about the first half. He's a believer. See, one of the problems with people who experience prophecies, dreams, and visions is their eschatology gets, it, it, it munges what they think they saw and they take what they think they saw and they plug it into their eschatological belief system and that messes it up really really bad or not if anyone thinks they know anything they know nothing yet as they ought to know first corinthians 8 2 so we all need to buckle up we're all seeing through the mirror dimly and we all prophesy in part so anybody out there is a prophet prophet thinks you got it 100 percent Go back and read your Bible. All right. So anyway, um, first year, he says, and he's talking about, so he's talking about the first 3.5 years. And he breaks it into years. That's that's fine. Just Let's just get past that. And um, let's go ahead and just read the list. First year, do not buy an air conditioner. Get used to the heat. I find it very interesting that we are experiencing unbelievable heat. 98 degrees in the water, five feet below the water. In, I mean, if a hurricane goes over the, uh, uh, the, the Florida Keys right now, it's going to turn into a Cat 20. They're going to have to put together a whole other rating system, which they should have done probably with Irma. But it, they, they don't understand. People. They're they're keeping Planet X on the down low. Nobody – they don't get – anyway, I'm not going to get into that. That's, that's another whole radio show. Do not buy an air conditioner. Get used to the heat. Item number one. Two, do buy gas cans and store white gas. Now, he says, I assume that means propane. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Verse 3, spring rain will be followed by summer heat and gas shortages. Now, this one, put it on a shelf, okay? It's too specific, and there are way too many war dynamics happening worldwide to be able to hang your hat on that. Number four, the dollar will begin to slide in July. I hate this one because it mentions a time. And every single prophecy, dream, and vision that has mentioned a season, a month, a year, a anything has been wrong. I mean 100%. 100%. And for somebody that's been doing this as long as I have, tracking prophecies, dreams, and visions, playing thousands of them on the radio show, over 7,000 radio shows in 12 years, let me tell you something, folks. I'm qualified to make that assessment. Number four, the dollar will begin to slide in July. Toss it away. Forget it. Get rid of it. He says, for this reason, crude oil imported to the United States will increase sharply and there will be gold value problems. I don't see any of that happening. Gold is going through the roof. It's probably going to continue to go through the roof until they make it illegal, like they did in 1933, to have personal ownership of gold. And when they make it, it per, when personal ownership of gold and probably silver uh, becomes uh, um, um, a fact, okay, when they say it is a federal law, you may not own those things. It does not matter that you are getting it from Lear Financial. You are still in Fed. You're going to go to jail. And they're going to chop parts of your body off. 
I have to be blunt because, doggone it, we just don't have enough time to beat around the bush. Bad things are going to happen to you. Real bad. All right. Number four. Um, number, I'm sorry. Number five. Temperature will rise in early June. I hate that. It's happening over years of time. Forget about it. Toss it. We know about Planet X. We know super intense, unbelievably hot summers. Unbelievable storms. We're seeing it happening everywhere. But they're all, den- you know, you're either a climate denier or you're, or you're ignorant enough to buy off. Heaven forbid the Gen Xers and the Gen Zers are so many right now. We're doomed because of them. They are going to be the ones that are going to be running through the streets, killing people and stealing everything and breaking into houses. We are just look at, you know, Oh, it's it's all over TikTok. It's all you know. The libs of TikTok has this stuff on it. Uh, Twitter has it on it. I mean, it, live video of uh, of tens of thousands of Gen Zers and Gen Xers destroying entire cities and, and city streets and ripping them apart. So anyway, um, all this stuff is in progress. So to read this like. You know, he can mention it. It's going to happen in June. It's going to happen in September. It's going to happen in December. No. Absolutely not. Okay, but let's still go through it. There will be no rain of any significance from June on. Well, again, I don't like that one. I can imagine a period where there would be... Well, we do have this happening already in different parts of the world. Okay, and there there is, you know... Horrible uh, 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 droughts and things that have been taking place year after year, getting worse and worse and worse. All right. Then it goes on. Devastating hurricanes to hit hit New Orleans in September. Now, again, what does that mean? I mean, we're having devastating hurricanes hitting everywhere. So that one kind of gets tossed. says the president will be in serious trouble by December. Which president? Which president? We don't know. Japan and China will become friends through some economic agreements on this particular year and arrange certain defense agreements that will seem aimed at Russia, but secretly uh, initially at the United States. This will be a great deception. The United States will fall for it. The Japanese government will change character drastically in a visible way. By the way, Back in 77, there would have been no way for Chuck Youngbrand to see that the Antichrist and a reptilian are purposefully destroying the entire West to fulfill the prophecies of the Bible, particularly uh, the third seal and the fourth seal, which is World War III. So, again, that makes a lot of these things. But there's still, you know, disease will start from California and move to the east. Now, the Saramene vision uh, saw very serious diseases. So we're talking about hemorrhagic fever that kills people in 24 hours. So the stuff that they're cooking up for us right now, I'm praying in the name of Jesus that the barley harvest is not going to be here and that every single one of us makes a barley harvest. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray right now. Luke 21:36, which, by the way, we know happens right after the parable of the fig tree generation, okay, and, and, the, and the sprouting of the leaves. We know that we are in the season. We see these things happening prophetically, empirically, and biblically. And we know where we are. 
<clears throat> and right afterwards, you, you, Jesus, you warned us, pray always. And, it's, and it's cont- in this particular case, the context is extremely important because it comes right after when you know that you are in the season, pray always to be found worthy to escape all of these things that are about to come upon the earth, that thus the, the CBDCs, the digital IDs, uh, all the things that we are all looking at and seeing happening right now that are going to destroy the entire West. And they're going to be, and by the way, the BRICS nations are going to adopt them. And then ultimately, when Lucifer institutes after the nuclear wars occur and the aliens come to vacuum up all of the nuclear waste, see, that's the missing link. They don't know that that's what's going to happen. That's part of how they're going to sell themselves as being our saviors. Okay, that's a problem. People don't understand it. If you don't understand the alien dynamic, you have no qualifications to be doing the book of Revelation. You shouldn't even be talking about it. I'm sorry, but this is just awful. Uh, People are being deceived. They're being tricked. (sighs) Thank you, Jesus. But we need to know these things, okay? Um, And yes, they are going to come with huge motherships, and they're going to vacuum up the nuclear waste, uh, the uh, fallout. And it's going to be part of the whole – the whole world is going to go, my gosh, they are our creators. They are our saviors. They are who – well, look look at them. They saved the world. Anyway, um, the Lord shows me things at the doggondest time, and the timing is so perfect. It's so perfect. And um, I was I, I was thinking in my spirit one day about, well, okay, if Revelation 18 happens in the sixth seal, which it does, because it says in Revelation 18, verse 23, the bride and the bridegroom will be hurting you no more. Well, Revelation 6, 17 says uh, that, that uh, the day of his wrath has come, and who was able to stand? And First Thessalonians 5, 9 says we are not appointed to wrath. So we cannot be here past Revelation 6, 17 unless we are part of the tribulation saints or the grape harvest, okay, which happens in Revelation 5. 14, if you look at the text, it says grape, but you got to look at the right translation and you got to do a little digging. The Lord just hands me these things. I'm very fortunate because I work a very demanding job. And if God didn't hand them to me on a silver platter, I wouldn't, I just wouldn't be able to, there's no way. I don't, I promised the Lord I wasn't going to take any tithes and offering. So I got to work through all this stuff. It's a very, very difficult life. All right, and, and I know we're all going through difficult stuff, so hang in there. Okay, so he says, number, uh, he says in number 10, he says, the angel of death awaits throughout the year. Uh, so I'm really, the more I read these things, I, I'm just kind of tossing it. You know, do not fear. This year, many will lose their jobs. City and state governments will fail suddenly. Hmm. That sounds like the third seal, so we know that's coming any time now. There will be a serious economic crumbling, third seal. Disease will start from California. We already know the diseases are coming. We're experiencing them already. I was talking to one one of my sisters, and I was like, well, Jesus said pestilence and famine. And she goes, there's no pestilence. And I'm like, what what would you call a pandemic? And she goes, oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Um, food riots will break out in ma- in major cities. I'm going to leave the dates out because they're irrelevant and meaningless. Food costs will soar. Availability will decline. Amen. Third seal. Government tries but fails to instill conf- confidence. Balderdash. 
All right. Unless it's Trump for like a month before they kill him. All right. Um, number 21, those who rebel against God will also rebel against a government and hundreds of thousands of people for food and starvation begins, yada, yada, yada. It's right there in the seals. It's right there. It's all there. It's in, it's, in the, it's, in, it's in Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13, the Olivet Discourse. It's all there. It all happens at the same time. Don't get your – don't just keep it simple. When you, when you start ripping it apart and you start looking underneath every rock for a secret weapon answer, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. Okay? You're, you're going to miss, and it's going to be too late for you to turn back. You're going to be too late, and the people that are counting on your estimation are going to be caught off guard, and that's what this program is trying to avoid for all of us. It goes on to say heat is unbearable, uh, multitudes curse God. This is pretty interesting because these are the kinds of things that the Bible doesn't really talk about. And he does quote certain scriptures, but that any, 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 any NASA monkey can do that. I'm sorry. I mean, if you want to convince somebody that, you know, I mean, if you know, when you take the Bible out of context and you do not correlate it with empirical current events, Bible testimony taken literally, I'm sorry, Bible text taking 100% literally, okay? I'm not saying that there aren't metaphorical twists and some really wonderful mysteries to be un, um, uncovered. I'm not saying that. I'm saying look around you. In the name of Jesus, look around you. If anybody can think of a reason why I'm wrong, jbaptist777 at gmail.com. Write me. Now, if you're mean and snarky, I'm just going to delete it because that's unchristianly. I don't have time for satanic stuff right now. All right, second year of events. January, northern Iowa, Iowa will be struck by a strong tremor. Um, oh, by the way, there's nothing about the Cascadia subduction zone in here. There's nothing about the multiple nucle- ground-based nuclear bombs that are going to go off all over the country. There's, see, there's a lot of missing things. It says winter will end abruptly. Once again, it starts using months. That troubles me deeply. talks about rain being so heavy, famine continuing, all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's really, at the end of the day, like here it says, um, wait a minute, listen to this. Now, this is interesting. He's talking about this happening in the second year of the 3.5-year period. Now, let's just assume that – let's assume that it's not 3.5 years. Let's assume it's, uh, you know, five years or six years or whatever. Let's assume that the tribulation period, the ugly portion – and anybody who doesn't think that we're in a period of trouble that is less trouble than the great tribulation is going to be – which is the definition of the tri- of what people refer to as the tribulation period. And there's a reason why there are only three places. There are four places where the tri- word tribulation is mentioned. Well, actually, probably more. But there are only three places in the Holy Bible that the word great precedes the word tribulation. And it is specifically referring to the last 3.5 years. The rest of them are just talking about days of trouble. And anybody who thinks that we're not in days of trouble right now, you're a normie. Go your AMC theater and roast. I'm not saying not to see the movie. I'm just saying be prepared for the roasting. They're turning the AC off on purpose. And they're leaving the lights on and they're doing all kinds of annoying things because they're satanic and they're they're controlled by demons. All right, so anyway, um, it says the president will abandon Washington, D.C. The U.S. Army retreats into it. Okay, it says, uh, hold on a second. 
This is interesting. At number 19 in the second year, it says the Russian and Chinese, Japan tags along, have been formulating contingency plans to deal with the United States, plans aiming at a long-range wearing down of the United States that require close cooperation. Although they review the possibility of war, neither power wants to risk war until there is no risk. Uh-oh, what happens if right after the Cascadia subduction zone event occurs, we have a Red Dawn event? See, we just don't know. We can't plug these things into the exact order. That's what's drawing this together. Okay, it says it says here that North Korea will attack South Korea. I agree with that. That is prophetically validated. Um, uh, China attacks Taiwan. Um, we have no other prophetic validation for that. I I struggle with that. I'll tell you why. Here's the thing. The the. The semiconductor business that is done in Taiwan, Xi Jinping is currently moving those technologies over on the mainland China. Okay, does that mean he's going to go attack? Why? Why would he? What would it be his point in attacking, attacking Taiwan? What, what would he have to gain? He can duplicate what they're doing easily. They, they, they steal everything anyway. So they probably already have – they're already building the semiconductor plants. They have all the rare earth minerals in the world, and they own the ones that are in, in Africa already because they bought the land. Okay, and they bought pretty much a third of the land of the United States of America, and most of the major corporations are owned by China. The reason why Biden – is in bed with China is because China and the United States have a pact, okay? And that's why the world, and that's why Klaus Schwab is telling everybody that China is the model country for the Great Reset. It's because the social, uh, uh, you know, a credit score and the CBDCs and all of the facial scanning and the stuff that they're installing in this country right now and all the other countries in the West, is, is, China is it. It's the epicenter of all things Great Tribulation. The problem is people just aren't seeing what's actually going on. That, that, that sleight of hand, nobody cares about Taiwan. The last thing in the world that would ever happen is the United States would attack, attack Taiwan because we love China. We want to be in bed with China. We want to model this country after China. We want to persecute the people in this country the same way that China is persecuting their people. Don't you get it? This is what the Antichrist wants. This is what the World Economic Forum wants. China is the model country. You don't go and attack an interest of the country that you adore, that you're in bed with, that you're taking bribes from. Okay. So anyway, I'm going to stop reading these because there's good, some, some good stuff in it. But really, it's just I wanted to bring this out because it exists. There's probably, I think, about 85% of it that's no longer relevant, if not more. But it is an example of someone's prophetic vision dream that saw a Chinese-slash-Russian attack on the United States soil. In fact... I have read some that indicated, and there's there's some stuff, there's some God's Healer 7 stuff that talks about that we will see fires exploding out of buildings and war and airplanes in the air. The problem is you can't nail down the time. Does it happen before the barley harvest? Or is it some percentage of this ugly that we're going to have to endure? The idea that we're not going to endure any of this ugly I think is waning very quickly. 
When you wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, actually, like I said, 345, and you sit down in your prayer chair at 4 o'clock, and the first thing that you see is an executive order published on the White House calling up the military reserves for Operation Atlantic Resolve. And it's on major media, it's on ma- newspaper headlines, front line, everywhere, all over the world. It's, and then, simultaneously, there's other major headlines about the United Nations having uh, amended their plan so that the wording allows them to jump in and go to any country that is in under duress for any reason. Well, one might think that's not that relevant, except if you do what I begged you to do and go listen to Ken Peters' Tribulation YouTube video. He sees United Nations trucks all over the United States. And you will also find out what it's like when people are receiving the mark of the beast. I am not going there. I've made the recommendation. Don't take it if you don't want to. Bounce off the walls and listen to other people if you want. It's fine. I, it's not my job. I, I cried. I mean, I bawled like a baby downstairs at, at the uh, island in my kitchen telling the Lord, I just don't want to do this anymore. It, it, you know, people aren't hearing what I'm saying. People are, I'm getting emails and I can tell they're not, they're not listening. And I, it's too big of a responsibility. And Jesus said to me, it was clear. He said, I came to save the world, not you. Get back to work. In so many words. So anyway, here I am still. Um, and then, of course, there's that scripture. He who t- places his hands on the plow and looks back is unfit for the kingdom of God. Don't even get me going on Luke twelve forty-seven and 48. To him, to whom much has been given, much will be required. <sighs> So anyway, I just wanted to introduce you to the fact that there are there is prophetic information out there that supports I for example, some of them have even suggested that there are not one but two separate attempts where China and Russia working together attempt to to commandeer and take over the United States. That the first tr- attempt fails and then the second attempt succeeds. But then what's interesting is that that particular one that I'm recalling, and I don't remember the source, never mentioned the Henry Groover nuclear missiles destroying the United States to fulfill Revelation 18, which happens in the, in, in, during the Day of the Lord, which is the sixth seal. Now, um, so anyway, it, 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 so it is incredibly difficult to, I thought at one point, I was getting to a place where I had uh, – hold on a second. I had to turn on a fan. It's uh, The heat down here is like um, 106 feels like. Hold on. All right, great. All right, praise God. So, um, so anyway, I wanted you to be able to embrace the, the unknown. Okay, because I would like to believe, or and there have been times that I did like to believe that the majority of the order of the ceremony vision was dead on the money, 
But then I thought to myself, well, she did admit the timing was off and nobody else ever gets the timing right. And then I remember, you know, and then they get the Chuck Young brand thing and there's other ones out there. And then you get the, some of the God's Healer 7 stuff. And, but, you know, but none of them, none of them pause and say, but my people will not be here for that. Because the problem is God's people includes the tribulation saints. Oh, and by the way, for anybody out there, anybody who ever tells you this boulder dash, this bovine feces, about the 144,000 being the, uh, you know, the first fruits rapture, just please turn off your computer, turn off the sound, block that YouTube channel, and never, ever, ever go back. It is absolutely a lie from Hasatan. Okay, so the yeah the challenge that we have is when we try to, you know, we've got a barley harvest, a wheat harvest during the sixth seal, 40 days after the uh, three days of darkness, and then we've got the grape harvest that happens in Revelation 14. So somewhere in the middle of the great tribulation, all right, which those are the ones who have the seal on their foreheads that are that are not bitten by the locust, okay? Those are the tribulation saints. Now, so now the foundation is laid so let's talk about some stuff now what I want to do and I don't know how many people are tuned in listening over the internet I never never know any of those things and uh, I just don't I just don't know there's no way to tell. I mean, I can get graphical numbers and things like that off of the charts, but, you know, they're, they're – and, you know, a certain percentage of Australia is listening and a certain percentage of Africa is listening and all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't know who's who in the zoo out there. I don't. I meet new people all the time. You wouldn't believe it how many people wanted to know the, uh, the, uh, the recipe for doing the H2O2 detox. <laughs> I was so busy sending copies of that. Thank goodness I wasn't in the middle of a project with a deadline because I would have been – I would be like up till 3 o'clock this morning answering all the requests for the H2O2 detox. And, and at the same time, while I'm sitting here thinking to myself, holy moly, they're calling up all of the reserves. Now, listen, you may not think that it's all that important, but let me tell you something. See, these are kind of things that people don't think of. I do. You need to be able to read Illuminati. And if you can't read Illuminati well, it's a special language. And if you can't read Illuminati, you're going to get hoodwinked. Sorry. That's why, Je- that's why Jesus told us, why, the, why, why our Bible tells us, be wise as serpents. <laughs> wise as reptilians. Be wise as reptilians, but gentle as doves. It's not easy to be wise as reptilians. They're fallen angels. They have superior intelligence, and they have the ability to manipulate mass and enter into our hologram and enter and and leave it and all kinds of creepy, weird things. Okay, power signs and lying wonders. We're going to have to deal with. I don't. I'm hoping we're not here for that. But who? You know, we might be. We might be, judging by all the things that are said in in Second Thessalonians two. I believe that 100% of all of the things in Second Thessalonians two must come to pass before we can leave. And the cool part is we know what the strong delusion is, which is the last part of 2 Thessalonians 2. 2 Thessalonians 2.11b says, And I, our Father God, sends a strong delusion so that they will believe the lie. 
Now, remember, you got to be careful because people will take that word delusion and they will say, look, it's a fake alien invasion. It's a delusion. It's just fake. It's a delusion. It's a delusion. No, 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 no. The delusion is the fact that the people will believe that, our, that they are our creators. And that's what the lie is. And we see it in all the movies. You know why? Because it's factual. People do worship aliens. Just like in the Old Testament, when the various... Look, every time you see in the Old Testament where, where, uh, where it says something along the lines of they, they went to their rooftops and they, had, they gave uh, uh, you know, incense and drink offerings and, and burnt offerings to the hosts of heaven. That's fallen angels! Goodness gracious, they're aliens! Okay. Oh, but if they're fallen angels, they're not aliens. No, yes, they are. They weren't born on the earth. So by definition, they are aliens. They just happen to be twice dead, cursed by God, and working for Satan. Does that mean every life form in trillions of galaxies fits that description? Absolutely not. You would have to have a brain the size of a chiclet to believe that. But it's crazy how many – don't even get me going on Gen Z and Gen X. They don't even know who George Washington is. <clears throat> anyway, so um, so let's, let's kind of kick, this, kick the ball down the road, all right? Now, I'm going to – talk talk about the stuff that I that the Lord brings to my heart. I don't know how long it'll take, probably about an hour. And then if you feel led or you think of things that or have thought of things um you know that you think would be helpful or whatever. And you want to call into the show, the the number is uh 319-527-6020. Again then I will repeat. Three one nine five two seven six zero two zero. Okay. And if you feel like I missed something real important, or you got some really cool nifty trick, and you want to just you know jump in there, I'll I'll bring you live, and you can go ahead and share it with the people. Don't don't be naughty. God's listening. I guarantee it. <clears throat> So be nice, be humble, be kind, and be loving. Or remember that fire burns. All right. So anyway, um, all right. So the challenge that we have talking about the concept of prepping and I don't I really dislike the word prepping because preppers are generally not Christians okay um they are generally people who don't want to die but they know really bad stuff is coming so what they do they they have no you know they're never going to say in the name of Jesus you know they they're just not those people they may think they're Christians 
but they don't read their Bible. They don't understand what it's like to be a Christian. They don't understand that there's power in the name of Jesus. They don't understand that if you say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You have loosed the power that the demons have over the people that are trying to kill you, and you can cast the demons out in real time. You can get rid of them. The power that we have over human beings by virtue of asking the Father to forgive them, for they know not what they do, and saying, you demons of darkness, get out of them now! If we knew what kind of power that we had, we would never have, we would never be afraid and we wouldn't worry about any of this stuff. The problem is we don't, and the church doesn't teach it anymore. Okay, so this is from a Christian perspective, not a prepper perspective. A Christian doesn't want to live. No, you say, Johnny. Are you insane? Have you lost your mind? What's the matter with you? <laughs> a really true, proper Christian. Look, it says in the book of James, if you are friends with the earth, you are at hatred with God. It says enmity. Anyone who is friends with the earth is at hatred with God. Read the book of James. It'll take you all of about 20 minutes. It's a fabulous book, one of my favorites. You don't want to be at enmity with God. <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're at enmity with God, do you think Jesus is going to be standing there going, Welcome to heaven, good and faithful servant. While you're standing there with a, you know, uh, some kind of a, I don't even know what they're called. I know so little about guns. Even though I have a United States Navy marksman's uh, ribbon for Colt, Colt 45 and M16. But, hey, whatever. I do like to shoot. It's fun to do it. But, you know, I only shoot it, uh, you know, for fun, little plastic BBs at Klaus Schwab. It makes me feel good. All right. So, so what – Let's just kind of go over a list of things and see what the Lord brings to my mind, maybe, uh, as we go along. The first thing I want to touch upon is the best, the fa one of the fastest ways and most cost-effective ways for you to get food. This will work for, for anybody. And it's incredibly, it's just so economical and it lasts for so long. So if you go out, you know, now I do, now, okay, so number one, I do want to point out that there are an awful lot of people that don't understand food. They just don't understand it. And so they do things like they'll read a can of Beanie Weenies that they had sitting on their shelves, and they'll go, oh, look at the expiration date. It's, 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 uh, it's six months past its expiration date. And they'll start throwing away cans of Campbell's soup and Beanie Weenies and uh, whatever, um, Vienna sausages, uh, tuna. These are all great things to buy, by the way. Tuna, tuna, Vienna sausages in bulk, ramen noodles to fill your tummy, lots of hot sauce. Get lots of hot sauce. Get hot sauce. You're going to want hot sauce. Believe me, you're going to want hot sauce. All right. Or And spices. Get lots of spices because you're going to want to put – because this stuff is going to be real bland. You're not going to be able to run Walmart. Get spices, get hot sauce. Do not throw away canned goods, ever. 
The dates that are on canned goods are only to make you go buy more. Those are best if used by dates. They have nothing to do with the food inside the can going bad. Okay, please, in the name of Jesus, don't throw away good food. Why do, you know, why do I know that? Because I was raised in Amish country. I'm from Pennsylvania Dutchland, and I know, because I spent a lot of time with my mother canning stuff and chopping heads off of chickens and planting beans and everything else under them, potatoes and corn and digging a cold cellar and everything else under the sun, okay? We used to have end times family parties where the whole family would come over and we'd kill like a hundred chickens. And I was the guy that had to chop all their heads off. And then go chase them. Anyway. So don't throw away canned goods. Canned goods are good. You know, as you, know you can go to places like Save-A-Lot. They make you bring your own boxes or whatever, but it's worth it. Just deal with it because the stuff is like 25% of the cost of normal name brand stuff, Maybe at worst case, 50% of the cost. You're going to save a lot of money. You can pick it up. I like to go in. When I go in there, I like to buy it by the case, by the case. So I'll go in and I'll – because see, these, these emergency essentials foods that everybody – Patriot Supply Foods and stuff like that, when you do the math, look out. Because you're talking about if you've got three people to feed and you want to last a year, you better cough up about $12,000. Go do the math. And then try to figure out where you're going to put the boxes. All right. Now, um, get gorilla shelves and put them in your garage if you can. Now, they, the wood that comes with the gorilla shelves is crummy, and it will bow. So when you get the gorilla shelves, the gorilla shelves, uh, that's, a, that's a nickname for any shelves that are, that are made out of steel. The frame is steel, and you can bolt it into the cinder block of the walls of your garage if you have a garage. Okay, and they make fabulous storage areas for food. I have, I have many, many of them. You can't, fit two, I have a, I, I, you can't fit two cars in my garage. It's a two-car garage, but you'll never be able to get a second car in there. Maybe two motorcycles, but that's about it. All right, so anyway, um, and I've got, I, I've got to get off my hiney cheeks and get in there and really clean it up because it, I've got to, it's, it's time to stock, folks. It's time to stock. Lots and lots of ramen noodles. Lot, remember, you just got to get your tummy full. You can take in a, a multiple vitamin. Buy several big, gigantic Kirkland bottles of multiple vitamins. Don't worry about the vitamins in the food. This is you're just trying to keep things going. You want to, don't want your kids crying and bawling, "Mommy, I'm hungry." You know, these are the kinds of things you got to think about. So, canned goods, tuna, sardines, excellent. Sardines are some of the most nutritious foods that will keep forever in a can that you can buy. Vienna sausages. Any type of canned meat, even if it's in the pouches. Rodents can't – well, I will say this. If you have a true rodent infestation and you live out in a farm area, the rodents can eventually chew their way through the, the cans. But they cannot chew their way through the pouches. Be advised. 
Now, here is an economic way that you can get a lot of food for the least amount of money that will keep. I've done this. I used to go to emergencyessentials.com, and they had what was called super pails, and I absolutely loved them. And they were they're five gallon buckets full of lentils and black beans and navy beans and rice and oats and all that kind of stuff. Well, they've been out of those for years now. And then they they're they're just doing what all the Patriot Supply places are doing, you know. Oh, for thirty nine three thousand nine hundred and ninety five dollars you can buy enough food for one person to last three months. Great, sign me up. I got that kind of jack floating around. I bet you there's people out there that are preppers that are that are uh, getting home equity lines just so they can go out and stock up on some of that prep food. I'm like, forget that noise. You know, it's sad, but people, there are people out there that believe we're going to survive all of this. They want to beat the new world order. They want to beat Klaus Schwab. They want all. They want to beat it back. Beat it back. We're going to survive. We're going to make them go away. They don't even see the correlation to the Bible, and and they're screaming that they're Christians and pray for me, pray for me. And thinking to myself, dude, would you please just read the Bible once, just one chapter? How about Matthew twenty-four? Just read that one chapter. But they're out there telling people all this stuff. So anyway. Um, Food pails. How do you do your own food pails? Go to Amazon.com. All right, I'm going to do this even while we're live on the phone or live on the show, just to make sure that I can give you. Oh, you know what I can do? Oh yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh, this is awesome. There's a lot of stuff. Okay, so. You can uh, go out and type on type into Google. Uh, my bad, my bad. Into Amazon, type in five gallon white bucket and lid, or you can say five gallon food storage, five gallon white bucket and lid. All right. Some of these will you have to pound the lid on with a rubber mallet. Some of them twist on, but you got to really lean into it and make the twist really tight. Really tight. And if you shop around, you can get some pretty good deals. Five-gallon food-grade buckets are a dime a dozen. They usually come in about six at a time. You might spend maybe 40 bucks or something for six of them. That's a lot of food, man. That's a lot of food. Then what you do is you got to get the liners. So what you got – so the next thing you type in is um, – uh, hold on a second. Let me see if this is it. So the next thing you do is you type in um, five-gallon Mylar bags for food storage. Okay, here's 10 of those bags, 10 mil thick, okay, for 23 bucks. I'm looking at it right now. Okay? You got to put one of those inside the bucket. And then you go over to Sam's Club or Costco and you get yourself – as much as you need to fill, just, I know everything's gotten littler and littler, and, you know, you used to be able to buy 25-pound bags of beans over at Sam's Club, and now you can't anymore. I get it. But just estimate as best as you can how many bags of whatever the cheapest bean is and buy a bunch of them and fill up, you know, 
those buckets, put the Mylar bags or it doesn't have to be the Mylar bags. Those are just extra strong ones. But you can get cheaper bags if you want. Um, but uh, whatever, whatever, you know, make sure you got a, a liner bag and put it inside and then um, go over to Sam's or Costco and buy the bags of beans, bunches and bunches and bunches of them and fill them up. And then you twist, by the way, get rice, lots of rice, lots of rice, lots of rice, lots of rice. Okay. And, you know, like, say, if I, I think I have probably like, I think my spread right now on just the five gallon buckets is something like, I don't know, maybe four buckets of beans, five gallon buckets of beans, and probably three five gallon buckets of rice, if I'm guessing correctly. Some of those I did myself just like I'm telling you to do right now, and some of them I bought from Emergency Essentials when they had the super pails. But if you seal those down properly, especially if you get the lids that you can pound that, you have to pound down with a rubber mallet, boy, are they sealed. I mean, you're literally going to have to get a um, crowbar to get the lid off. But you want the seal to be incredibly tight. If there's a flood, it ain't going to mess with your food. That, it, I'm, you're, you're, you're going to be set. Now, what are you going to do with that food? What happens when your canned goods run out? Which, by the way, the canned goods are going to run out real, real fast. Especially if you have kids. What you need to do is assess your situation. Where are you living? If you're in a one-bedroom apartment and you have no access to the outside, you could have a problem. Or you could do it anyway and take your grill and your propane tank outside and share it with people and tell them Jesus is coming, which is a really smart thing to do anyway. You're going to need a gas grill. Please do not say, I have a gas stove, because when you say that, you're assuming that the utilities are going to be working. That is an extremely bad assumption. The assumption must be, remember, I am ISO 22301 lead auditor certified in business continuity, and I am a certified expert, and I tell billion-dollar global companies how to survive deadly events so their businesses don't go out of business. So I'm trained, and I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, it's not, a, it's, it's automatic for me. I don't even have to think about it. It's just automatic. So you need to re always assume a worst-case scenario, always. Anything less than that is foolhardy. Oh, but I thought, let me tell you something. Those are famous last words. Oh, but I thought. Let's not do that. Let's just go on autopilot and think it through. I, when I say think it through, I'm talking about in the context of a worst-case scenario. All right. Um, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, hold on a second. I made a mistake. I got to fix it. Dog nabbit. Okay. All right. Maybe I fixed it. Maybe I didn't. All right. So anyway, I don't have time. So anyway, so um, <clears throat> thank you for... Okay, here we go. All right. So I have officially lost my way on the website. Let me go back to the main... There it is. Very good. All right. So again, there's your easy way. Now, now you need to get a gas grill. Get a cheap one. It's okay. Get a cheap one. Don't have to be nothing fancy. But what it needs to be heavy duty enough to at least be able to put a 
pot of boiling water. You're going to need to boil water with a propane tank. I do not recommend Blue Rhino. They're going to be wiped out. Nobody's going to have them, and there probably won't be even anybody in the store to open the doggone, uh, you know, the gate, you know, the thing that they store them in. Forget that stuff. Go get yourself your own propane tank. Okay, if you go on Amazon and you type in the word uh, propane I'm doing it right now. Propane tank. All right. The first thing that you're going to see, what you, what you really want to look for is you want to look for the big, not the gigantic ones, but, but some of the bigger ones. All right. Let me tell you, oh, that one looks like the one that I got. Well, let, me, let me tell you the one I got. <clears throat> I have to look it up. Okay. Propane there it is. Okay, I got a 30-pounder, and let me tell you something. When you get that thing filled up, you are going to barely be able – you almost need two people to pick it up. Once that's full of propane – so I got a 30-pound tank. Now, uh, right now they're not it's, – it's a Flame King is the brand. Uh, it, 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 it's showing up for somewhere around $71. Now, it's a very good investment because you can – it's going to last you a long time. It's more than more than, it's almost like three times more propane than one of the blue rhino tanks. That's a lot of propane for a propane um uh grill. I haven't even tested mine out yet. It's just sitting on the back porch. I use uh, you know, uh charcoal briquettes and a little smoky joe uh when I actually make meat. But anyway, this is for uh, the one that I have is for the purpose of putting a pot on there, getting some water. Now, I'm very fortunate because I have a swimming pool. If you don't have a swimming pool, but you have a single family dwelling, you can get for approximately $99 from Amazon, you can get a water collection barrel. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure they're still available. Water collection. Yep, sure enough, they are. Water collection barrels. And, ooh, no, not that one. That's too expensive. Let me find something that's a little bit more reasonable. Where's the blue ones? There we are. <clears throat> oh, but that's only 30 gallons. Well, 30 gallons is fine. Um... If you probe around under water collection barrels, yeah, this has become big business now because everybody's prepping. Holy moly. There used to only be like three water collection barrels on the whole doggone page, and now there's like – it's endless. Wow. Wow. Um, here, Here's a three-pack of rain barrels. Uh 37.4 inches with a mesh cover over the top, so you can put them at different places strategically around your house. I like the mesh cover for it because that way you don't have to fish out the leaves. <clears throat> but there's different – and this is only $16.99. The problem is I don't know how big the, they are. Ideally, you really want to get one fifty-five gallon one out there at least, or uh, you're, you're going to be wanting to shoot for 50, 50 gallons. Okay, and then pray that it rains. <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Now, the other alternative to the water problem is um, 
of course, is to to do a slow stock up of the water jugs. Not don't monkey around with the little stuff. Okay, forget that. Get one gallon. Forget it. It's useless. Forget it. it's absolutely useless. You need if you're going to buy water and put it on shelves. I have a few of these. I'm probably going to get some more. What you want to do is you want to go into the store and you want to buy the big three-gallon or five – actually, I think they're five-gallon. Um, uh, they used to be only um, like $3 for a case, but now I'm sure they're quite a bit more. But get, get the ones that they use for the water dispensers, you know, the automatic water coolers that ha, you know that hold like five gallons and they're you know, kind of blue-tinted. You can get them full of water. Get us, you know, and every time you go shopping for ramen noodles, go in and grab one of those. Okay, and you might be like, but wait a minute, Johnny, you just said Operation, you know, um, uh, uh, Operation uh, Atlantic uh, um, Resolve. <clears throat> no, you have time, and I'm going to tell you why you have time. Matter of fact, I'm going to blow a little bit of a trumpet thing here, just a little bit of one to capture people's attention. This is important. Enough. All right. <clears throat> Why do I know is a fact that you have time? Because, okay, first I need to set, establish a glossary of terms. <clears throat> you need to be able to speak Illuminati. <clears throat> Sorry, but my throat is just. <clears throat> speak Illuminati. Operation something something. Operation something something. Operation something something. Operation something something. Translated in Illuminati means war. By the way, when it has operation on it, they're not going to get approval from Congress. How do we know? Let's just kindly examine Illuminati history for a little bit. We don't even have to go very far back in time. How about Operation Desert Storm, which took 2.5 years for them to move all the military equipment over to Kuwait and the ships and everything else and, all the, and get all the people trained up and all, all that? Operation Desert Storm. What about the Iraq War? Operation Iraqi Freedom, which is another name for Let's Kill five million Iraqis for no good reason because we can let out lots of blood for the demons to go drink and make ourselves quadrillions of dollars. When you see Operation Blankety Blank, it is going to be a war action for certain without congressional approval. Illuminati speak 101. We do have a little bit of a crook, though, or a little bit of a curve in the road here. We have no anticipation of a two-and-a-half-year buildup of troops, etc., or any of that noise in this case. However, they need something to stop the 2024 election with. So what they're going to do 
is they're going to call up all the reserves. They may reinstitute a draft. They're going to call it Operation Atlantic Resolve. We are resolved to take out that evil Putin. Now, of course, Putin speaks Illuminati. So anyway, they're going to launch Operation Atlantic Resolve probably like September-ish of next year. Now, I'm not saying there's not going to be another pandemic. I'm not saying they're not going to do some other horrible things. I'm not saying they're not going to continue to set up 15-minute cities, surveillance systems, digital IDs, FedNow, CBDCs, and all the other creepy, weird, satanic, reptilian garbage that they're doing to us, okay, or trying to do and try to, you know, poison all of our food and shove graphene oxide down our throats and plug it into our eyes and our nasal cat. No, they're going to keep on doing all of that. Heaven forbid they should take a pause. But Operation Atlantic, uh, uh, Atlantic Resolve is – they're going to use it. Here, here's why. Think about it. If they go in too soon, first off, they can't call up all those troops, get them trained, get everybody ready, get all the stuff that they need into the hands of NATO. NATO is depleted. There is no more stuff to give anybody. Okay, NATO is essentially a shell of an organization right now. It can't do diddly, all right? And so they're going to have to stock up stuff, which means that they have to ramp up production lines. Raytheon has to start cranking out missiles like crazy. General Dynamics has to start, you know, the whole deal. Okay, you know, they got got to get back on a war footing. They gave everything away. Okay, so Operation Atlantic Resolve is going to take some time to to even restock NATO. Okay, even if they're going to pretend like they're just joining NATO to do this Atlantic Resolve thing, which, of course, they're going to do. Because they want to make everybody think what they've been telling them, the narrative. Russia is evil, and they must be stopped. And with a third of our population not even knowing who the first president of the United States was, we are in trouble. I will spare you the clip that I was shown today of a man who was a transsexual proclaiming that he is excited to become the first one to have a uterus and fallopian tubes transplanted into his body. And then he said the first thing he's going to do is have an abortion. All right. So we got probably... Now, I could be wrong about this, by the way. So chop, chop. Okay. Chop, chop. Get water. Now, water filtration. If you live near a creek, that's very cool. Live near a lake, that's very awesome. If the, if the water is running, much, much better. Running waters, 10 times better than stagnant water in a lake. Okay, and if you're getting it from a lake down in Florida, well, you're probably going to have one of your arms bit off by a gator. But anyway, all that being said, they have what's called base camp water filters. You type that in. These are for campers, big groups of campers, you know, like 10 campers go into the, you know, Yosemite or whatever, you know, that kind of thing, or up into Pikes Peak, base camp water filters. And some of these are pretty darn big. And you can hang them from a tree branch or whatever and fill them with, you know, water that's not trustworthy. People who would be camping, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. 
You fill up this big blue bag full of water, and then it has a tube that comes down, and it drains through the filtration system slowly and fills up your five-gallon container full of water. And you keep on doing it over and over again. That's a must-have item. I have that done in my garage. Okay. When the power goes off, if we if if all the information that is out there is true, and that this is going to be a combination of a cyber attack and you know, in other words, war, the war dynamics are going dynamics are going to be way different than ever before. And we already know that the Global Satanic Crime Syndicate is – they're coming right out and telling us that we are going to, you know, take down the power grid with, you know, a cyber attack. Um, well, guess what? Your natural gas supply to your gas stove isn't going to be working. You might think it is, but that gas has to be pumped into your house. It doesn't just flow freely. And what do you think the pumps run off of? Right. All right, so you have to assume a worst-case scenario, which means you have no water coming out of your spigot. You have you cannot flush your toilet. There's no way to take a shower, which if you're a camper, you know you can go several days with just wipey pads, and you can get a bunch of those wipey pads. They're very cheap. Um, just look, go to camping supply stores, go to Amazon or whatever, get camping supplies, you know, dry wipes or whatever they call them. I, I got some right underneath my thing here. I don't know what they're called, but whatever. Um, they're they're very common. Get some of those. But listen, you're going to have to go potty. So you're going to need some kind of a porta potty that works. Now, if you live in an apartment, you got yourself a real serious problem. Sorry, but you do. And I'm not sure what the answer is. But if you got a, even a tiny bit of a backyard, you're in a pretty good place. You're going to need I'll, – I'll tell you the name of this. It's called Luggable Lou L-O-O Utility Portable t- Toilet. However, so all it is is it's a five-gallon bucket with a uh, toilet seat on the top of it. They even sell the toilet seat separately, so if you already have a bunch of five-gallon buckets, you can go ahead and just snap it on. However, you need to get gazillions of those little hefty storage ba- or you know, trash bags, and you've got to put them in there. And you also have to buy these little bunches and bunches, boxes of them, boxes of them, a lot of them. Uh, boxes, they're cheap. Uh, and they're these little ter- – they're like almost like hand wipes, but inside of it is like this blue liquid. And you so after somebody uses it, you got to take you got to tear one of those things open and you dump that blue liquid into your little porta potty because what it does is it gets rid of the smell. Okay, and so that way you're not all gagging on the thing. Okay, and then eventually you're gonna you don't fill it all the way up because that white bag is gonna pop and then you're gonna have yourself a real problem. So, you know, be commonsensical about it and and you know and put put the little blue sanitizer water sanitizers in there. Keep keep and control the smell, cover it, and all that kind of stuff. And then when it's about maybe a third of the way full, take it out, seal it, and then take it into your backyard. Get yourself a shovel and dig a hole and Dig it deep. Hopefully you don't live in Florida on a sandbar where everything is, you know, um, tree roots and stuff, and you can't dig more than like three inches down. But anyway, um, I I still haven't figured out how I'm going to overcome that particular problem. But anyway, um, if you are able to dig a big enough hole, that's your golden goose egg right there. You just dig a hole, put it in a hole, cover it up. 
and run and do re, rinse and repeat. All right. So of course, naturally, you're going to have to have a shovel. I assume anybody that's a homeowner will have a shovel. The white kitchen bags, tall white kitchen bags, I think they're like 13 gallon or whatever, work really good for that. And they're super cheap. You can get like a hundred of them for, well, nothing super cheap today, but comparatively. Grab a lot of toilet paper, folks, because you don't want to go total um, survival if you can avoid it, which is like magazine papers and leaves. <laughs> that is not something that I am looking forward to having to do. But if we do have to, if we get, if we're here long enough to get forced out of our homes, I just bought two survival books. And one of them is no longer available. I don't know if the Lord's trying to tell me something. I hope he's not. But the one book I got is entitled The Worst Case Scenario Survival Handbook, Man Skills with CD-ROM. I got got it for $3.99, and it's out of print, and you can't get it. I found it from a used book place, ordered it right away. So it's coming. I'll read it. There's another one, though, on Amazon. I just got it's coming any day. It's, I've heard it's really good. Let me find it for you. Hold on. There it is. It's called SAS, S-A-S, Survival Handbook, 3rd Edition, The Ultimate Guide to Surviving Anywhere. SS Survival Handbook, 3rd Edition, The Ultimate Guide to Surviving Anywhere. Heaven forbid that we're stuck here long enough that they start kicking us out of our houses, CBDCs, all that weirdness. Um, those books are going to come in real handy. Now, my problem is I live in the city. So God will, I will have to pray my way out of the city. Um, uh, and I have to assume I, there won't be any cellular so I won't be able to use any maps. So really, if I'm smart, I will use maps on the Internet right now, and I will figure out, because I know the roads. I've been here for 37 years. I know the roads, and I know how to, you know, ways, and I know it, all i got to do is find my way out of the congested areas and do it by walking roads. And God will protect his people. God will make good eyes blind. God will make good ears deaf. So you, I don't really think any of us are going to have any problems if this should happen. I doubt it's going to. I doubt it is. But if it should come to that, don't go like a prepper does, you know, and create like uh, bug out bags. That is just a total waste of time unless you intend to stay here for the Great Tribulation. I don't. The only re So all I need to know... Because I know God's going to give me food. I know God's going to give me whatever I need to be fine. Okay, I know I'm going to be all right. But it might not be a bad idea to have a really, really super cool, high-tech, you know, one of those uh, little pup tents or whatever that you just shake with your hand like an umbrella and it just snaps into place and fits like takes up a teeny weeny little spot in your backpack. I'm, I don't, I'm not talking about backpacking like these people, you know, doing Colorado with these gigantic backpacks and all that kind of stuff. I'm just talking about bare minimum stuff. Just absolutely the barest, barest of minimum stuff. So 
and that you know just enough because God's going to help us. Believe me, He is. And and I really don't. I really with from the bottom of my heart, I really don't think that we're, it's going to come to that, but it could. And since it could, and we're dealing with a worst case scenario, it doesn't hurt to have that. You are also going to need some other things too. Um, so remember, buy a lot of toilet paper. I have a lot. Um, and I'm going to buy more. Also, be advised that if you buy cloth diapers, which aren't very popular today, but they're still out there, cloth diapers, like a 10-pack of Gerber, you can tear them into strips, and you can use them as toilet paper that's washable and reusable. But you don't flush them. You just keep, you wash them. Rinse and repeat. All right, so that's a good trick to know. All right. In my opinion, the best candles to buy are bulk tea candles. Bulk tea candles. There's no drip problems. You can put them all over the place, light the place up. I have been out of power for over five days. Well, I'm almost five days. And I will tell you, you do not know what you need until you go through it. You may think you figured it out. Let, let, me, let me share with you the kinds of things that you learn when you actually go through it. So I go and I wisely buy a bunch of C batteries and D batteries and all this stuff, and I set up a special shelf out in my garage for batteries because I want to have a whole lot of batteries. And after all, it says on the battery pack that they can last, that their shelf life is up to 10 years. So I was like, man, I am set. Boy, do I have a lot of batteries right on. Then I went out in my garage to grab some once. I don't remember exactly why. Well, discovered that batteries do not last in non-environmentally controlled areas, such as garages. They'll last for a little while. They won't last for a year. They'll start to corrode and do all kinds of evil things. And then you'll have a big pile of junk. So you got to keep those batteries inside the house and keep them protected and air-conditioned, if you can, as long as you can. So there's your little free tidbit from a person who's gone through several hurricanes and have had extensive periods of time with no electricity. Now, fortunately, the length of the power outage was not so long that the backup generators at the water uh, treatment plant uh, failed, because if that were the case, the water wouldn't have been usable or even come out of the pumps at all, or the faucets at all. You can't flush your toilet because the, the bowl can't refill. Tea candles. And by the way, you can buy those things in like bags of like what? 300 of them or whatever, you can get them in serious bulk. I got them all over the house. I don't even remember all the places I stuck the candles. Bic lighters, lots and lots of Bic lighters. It, buy lots of Bic lighters. Bic lighters, by the way, uh, when the Argentinian uh, financial collapse occurred, people were selling them for big money. Now, of course, as a Christian, I wouldn't recommend that you do that, uh, but you could barter. I got a couple of Bic lighters. Would you mind sharing a little bit of... Uh, your helium so we can all talk funny and make each other laugh. Um, 
So again, uh, lots of batteries. Now you can, if you want to spend money, it's not cheap, used to be cheap, ain't cheap anymore, but you can buy a couple of uh, you know, car batteries. Now, you're going to want to check the shelf life of a car battery before you do this because those darn things are expensive. I don't think you can touch them for under $100 for one battery. But if you get a car battery or a couple of car batteries and what's called – it's called an inverter, a 12-volt DC to 110-volt AC in I-N-V-E-R-T-E-R, inverter. And you can connect it up to a car battery, and you would be amazed at how long that'll run a couple of fans or whatever. Look, if you're thinking about anything solar, if you have bought a solar radio, if you've bought one of, like I have many times, those solar, they're rectangular in shape, and they tell you that they're going to help you to charge multiple phone devices and things like that when the power goes out. They're junk. They will not work. You have wasted your money. Toss it in the trash and call it a day. I know because I bought the best of the best. I make good money. God has been nice to me uh, in regards to that, and I buy bought the better ones, okay, and then when Hurricane Irma went by, I was out of power for days and days and days and days, and I pulled out my Mac Daddy kick-butt 8995 rectangular solar charger for my cell phone, and I took it out in the middle of the sun. But suffice it to say, it did not charge my phone. Not even for three seconds of use. They're a waste of time. As a matter of fact, all solar is a waste of time. Oh, no, I, I, I just spent $30,000 on a new solar system, and it's going to bring me through. No, it's not. I, I'm just letting you know that I am very, very certified in basic electronics and electricity by the Navy, advanced electronics and computer sciences by the Navy. I've been working in technology for over 40 years, and I am here to tell you that I have designed my own off-grid solar systems with batteries and the whole things and the wiring setup and all that stuff. And you know what? You might get two hours of use for $5,000 investment. Forget it. Uh, I tried to explain this to a friend of the family. Um, her name is Kelly. She called me multiple times because my family recommended that she talk to me about it because she, my family knows that I'm expert in these areas. Kelly called me and I said, Kelly, don't do it. Please do not spend the money on a solar system for your house. And she decided that I was not credible enough. And so she went out and bought off on the ridiculous tax credit, which means absolutely nothing. You will never get your return on investment on it. And she put her entire, the whole house was covered with solar panels, $30,000 worth of solar panels. Well, the first thing that happened was a hailstorm hit Sebring and bada bing, the whole thing was trashed. Then the insurance had to kick in. Okay. Then they had to come in all that. Don't even get me going. If you have to have your roof replaced, bye-bye solar panels. Now, here's the other problem. I'm talking to her live on the telephone when Hurricane Ian, 
made a hard right turn and headed straight for Sebring. And she goes, because I was getting ready to jump into my car and I was on the phone and she said, no, you can bring your dogs and everything. Come on over to my house because it was because Ian was heading directly to Tampa. But at the last minute, it changed direction and went straight over to Sebring. And I'm on the phone with her and I'm like, well, it looks like I better not come over to your house now because uh, Hurricane Ian has just changed course and it's heading straight for Sebring. I'm talking to her on the phone and she's like, well, everything's cool because the solar the solar system is kicked in. The whole house is lit up. It's really nice. And then literally within less than 20 minutes, she goes, oh, no. And I said, what? And she goes, the solar system kicked off. Everything's dark. And I said, I'm sorry, Kelly. I didn't say I told you so because she had a very, very mean cat for pointing right at her. Anyway, she jumped in her car and ran away. I don't know where she went. Some place of safety. Um, of course, anything that's LED lights, LED lanterns that run off, those are wonderful. Really, if you want to know what's going to happen, assuming that you're able to stay in your house and the power goes down and it's a pretty worst-case scenario sort of a thing, it's going to get... If it's in a winter, it's going to get unbelievably cold. So you're going to want to get some of those thermal NASA blankets. They're silver in color, and they come in packs. You're going to want those because you want to put those on first, and then you want to cover yourself with whatever other blankets you have because it's going to get very cold. If it's very hot, like here, you can get these things called cooling towels for about $15. They sell them at Lowe's. They're probably about $30 now. Uh, but the cooling towels can be uh, they're invented for the sporting profession, and you they cool you. They really do. And you put water on them and put them around your neck, and you're not passing out. Of course, don't forget the propane, go, propane thing. Go over to Ace. Fill it up. Get yourself a 30-gallon one. It's going to be real heavy. Got to have a lot of strength, heave-ho, get it up in the car. Um, but that's how you're going to boil the water, boil the beans, boil the rice. Make sure you have hot sauce. Make sure you have lots of seasoning. And remember that most seasoning will turn hard if you don't use it right away. So actually the hot sauce is probably the best bet. But if you get some of the bigger containers of seasoning, the McCormick ones do last pretty good. And uh, and don't get hardened in the bottom. It's usually the fancy ones like smoky hickory and stuff. Those are the ones that get hard. Okay, also you're going to want to have paper Bibles. Um, keep your car, your car is your best friend. Make sure you have in gas. You can go to Amazon and type in five-gallon gas containers and you can buy them for like $99 and you will get a big box of four of them. They're made of plastic. They're wonderful. Okay. If you do have a generator, wonderful. But remember this, one five gallon thingy of gas will only run your generator for 24 hours. Okay. So I'm planning on having uh, eight five gallons. So that would be eight days worth of continuous running, but you do not run your generator continuously. That's a mistake. Uh, 
What you do is you run it intermittently. I just replaced the freezer in my uh, garage, and uh, Home Depot sold one, uh, which is the one I got, that was basically apocalypse-proof. I mean, it, it even said in the uh, write-up on the on the freezer, it said, this will keep your food frozen for up to 48 hours with no power. So what you do is you just crank up. you you got to think a little bit, okay, and you run it. For a while, until everybody cools down or whatever, you can, you know, if, if, if it just depends on how dastardly and horrible the actual event is. But if it's anything like Klaus Schwab is talking about, it's going to be really bad. Okay, it's, if it's anything like um, the Nat Geo documentary that's no longer available, but I own it on my bookshelf, uh, it, it, it's called American Blackout. I wonder why they called it American blackout. Why didn't they call it German blackout? Why didn't they call it Colombian blackout? Why didn't they call it global blackout? Why did they call it the American blackout? Hmm. Wonder if there's a coincidence there. Don't know. So that's some things to think about, but I got some more. So again, don't forget about the food storage buckets. Don't forget about the liners. Seal them real, real tight. Make sure you, if you get the ones where you got to pound it down with a rubber mallet, the lids, they're, those are wonderful and they seal fantabulously. However, remember, you're going to need a crowbar to crank them open. i got to look around the garage because my garage is a mess. i got to apply my crowbar. Um, get the camping water fil- filter. Get yourself a 55-gallon plastic water collection barrel. You might want to go ahead and buy right now while you still can on Amazon some potassium iodide tablets. It isn't going to guarantee you that you're going to survive, uh, but it might prevent you from getting sick from radiation fallout. If the Rachel Baxter um, dream that God gave her and when she came on the show, if that comes true and that's used as the kickoff event for World War III to launch Operation uh, you know, Atlantic uh, you know, um, Resolve, then they're going to nuke Chicago. Now, I don't know where you're at, but if you're anywhere near, if you're, you know, make sure you're either at ground zero, (laughs) okay, which is probably downtown, uh, or if you're outside, you know, five miles away or whatever, then you're definitely going to want to get some potassium iodide, and you're going to probably want to, in that case, you might want to have a bug out bag. <laughs> okay, if you're in the outskirts, the suburbs of Chicago area, I would highly recommend that you do get a bug out bag and you figure out where you're going to drive away to. All right, get the emergency heat blankets. Okay, just you know, type type that that emergency heat blankets. Type it in the Amazon. Get some of those. Uh, don't for, don't you know? Get lots of canned food, canned meat. Foil packed, chicken foil packed, tuna foil packed—the ones that are in the uh, with the tear tops on the top. Those those are rodent proof. That's nice. Um, uh, remember, uh, you, you should be taking care of your generator. Don't forget, you can buy a big container of gas stabilizer. It looks like um, antifreeze. It's kind of a red colored stuff, and you only put like a like an ounce, like a shot glass, in each one of the five gallon containers, and then you shake it a little bit. You need to get the gas stabilizer inside the gas tanks, okay? And and oh, by the way, you're going to want to be prepared because your neighbors are going to drag orange extension cords over to your house and ask you if they can plug in to your generator. So be ready to share your generator. 
I've already had it happen to me multiple times. All right. One lady kept kept the extended cord for so long, I actually had to go over and ask for it back after the whole event was over. I didn't realize that she'd run out of money and she couldn't pay her electric bill either. But anyway, um, uh, so again, I made the point that solar of all kinds sucks. And if you're going to depend on it in an emergency, you are going to be in for a very sad day. Forget it. All right. Uh, get yourself D-cell fans. Fans. That just type in D cell fans in uh, 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 Amazon.com because let me tell you something that saved me. I had bought two of those and it, they hold four D cells and those fans whip, whip up a good little breeze. Okay, and for four days, all. You know, when I wasn't out cleaning up, once all the stuff was, all the debris was cleaned up, which took the first two days, and I was still out of power, I was sitting in my living room with two little cross, I had, I just happened to have them on the shelf, but they were two little crystal cross uh, candle holders, and I put some tea lights in them, lit them, put one on the left, one on the right, and right in the middle was a D-cell fan blowing on me praise jesus and i had highly recommend that you get one of these okay get one of those little bitty teeny weeny 1995 double a battery or nine cell or nine volt battery operated uh am fm radios the little cheapies that nobody wants to buy Get one of those because one battery will last you way longer than the power outage because they only run on on uh, millivolts. There's no power in those things. They don't drain any power. And I sat there for days in the dark with my tea lights and my D-cell-operated uh, fans um, now I have, I went ahead and bought a, uh, cheap room air conditioner, but if you get yourself a cheap room sized portable air conditioner, that's fine. But make sure that you get the one, a one, one of them that has the attachments that allows, because you've got to have two things when you use one of those. Okay. They use way less power than a normal air conditioner. So you can run them for a while with your generator, which is a blessing if you're in a hot, if you're in Louisiana or in a place that just bakes at 110 degrees, you you might want a break for a couple of hours and you want, might want to feel some nice cool air conditioning. So for just a few hundred dollars, you can pick up a portable air conditioner, but watch out because you need to have a drip pan. Okay, so you're going to need a couple of two by fours. It's got to sit up on top of the two by fours over nearby a window. Okay, uh, and then, you're, and then uh, you've got to put a drip pan underneath it because there's got to be a place for the water that it's taking out of the air to drip into the pan. Okay, and then you need to make sure it comes with accessory, an accessory hose. It, it looks like a, an accordion. It's a, it's a round hose. Uh, it's a, it's a, often, it looks like a dryer. The thing comes out of the back of your dryer. Okay, with like, you know, and scr scrunches up and stuff. And anyway, you can, and then it has like a plastic thing that extends. It's like extendable. Okay, it slides like in and out, in and out, in and out to fit inside the window and it's got a little thing that you can put the uh, the, the accordion uh, 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 exhaust uh, pipe or whatever you want to call it, the vent thing, because it's got to have the vent that goes outside. So you got to make sure when you buy those things, you know, it doesn't do you any good to spend $350 on a portable air conditioner for, you know, a room air conditioner, okay, and then you find out you can't hook the dang on thing up or you don't have a couple of pieces of wood that you can put it on. 
A furniture dolly is wonderful, by the way, if you don't have one. Little furniture dolly sits right on top of one of those portable AC things, and you can get yourself a couple of hours of God-given AC off your generator. Now, if you don't have a generator, I highly recommend that you save up some money and go buy one, or you better have a lot of D-cells. Um, they have a mini, a 2023 mini air conditioner on Amazon right now for $70. Just so you know, I bought it. I don't know if I, I'll, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I was like 70 bucks miniature air conditioner right on. They also have cooling cubes. Of course, the question is, if you don't have any power, or, you know, because eventually the, the gas is going to run out. If this is an extended power outage, that gas is going to run out. you got to prep yourself. you got to pre- be prepared for zero power. Zero power. There's another problem. There's another problem, and that is if there are roving bands of X-Gen and Z, Gen Zers out there, Slot, they're already running through the streets of various cities. Literally, I've I've seen videos where they two, two or three of them will walk up to a, a man my age and kick him 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 until he is almost dead or dead for no reason. Roving gangs of marauding, murdering Gen Zers. And that was, by the way, predicted in the ceremony vision of 1979. There'd be a lot of that. Here's the problem. Your generator is a beacon. Your generator is a beacon. And you can't run it inside the garage because the carbon monoxide coming out of that engine is going to kill anybody who goes in there. So you got to run it outside, and it's going to make well, – uh, you know, so the only hope that you would have is that bunches and bunches and bunches of people in your neighborhood are running generators. And then you can use your prayer power and say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray that you will make good eyes blind, good ears deaf, in Jesus' name. And if you have no weapons in your house and you trust in the name of Jesus – there's a very, very, very high level of likelihood that you will have the same experience that Charles Spurgeon saw with his own eyes during the Irish War. And I don't know about you, but that's what I'm hoping for. That is if we're here. I hope that we're not. But seeing as how we're probably almost certainly for sure going to be here for the global for the financial collapse seeing as how we're almost for sure probably going to be here until the end of all the things that happen with the um in second Thessalonians 2 cuz Paul's very clear he's he's snapping at the uh Thessalonians and he's shaming them He's letting them know, you guys better stop thinking Jesus is going to come tomorrow because he's not going to come until all these things happen. 
And he was talking about the rapture, by the way. Wasn't talking about the final coming of Jesus in Revelation 19. No way. And Jesus hasn't come in multiple other times. If anybody says saying that, it's, it's absolutely false. It's not correct. I'm sorry, but it is not correct. So anyway, um, the just remember that we have power that all the other earthlings don't have. And, and I kind of call them earthlings because as an unbeliever, they actually are earthlings. We are citizens of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. We are not friends of the earth, and we are not at enmity with God. But we do have to be cognizant of John 16, too. They will kick you out of the churches. Yes, there will come a time that they kill you and think that they have done God a service. So even our fellow brothers and sisters who think they're Christians, Christians who are not Christians that don't understand the love of Jesus, that don't understand the sacrificial, humble, loving, kind, giving, turn the other cheek, carry your cross to Golgotha Christians that we ought to be, that we are commanded to be. The other Christians don't comprehend that. They see us as not being one of them. And with the pollution occurring in churchianity right now with LGBTism and all kinds of other abominable behaviors, more so, so, so much more so. And when push comes to shove, who knows? I mean, Jesus did warn in the in the Olivet Discourse that some of us might have to go through some pretty bad stuff, but we don't know who's going to make the barley harvest. We don't know who's going to have to go all the way to the wheat harvest. We don't know. Most people think they're going to be part of the final harvest. That's the wheat harvest. That's after the three days of darkness. They don't realize there's going to be a meteor that smashes off the coast. You know, Puerto Rico, it's going to kill 22 million people on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. It, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't understand the missiles come down, we go up. <laughs> if you live that long, are you kidding me? I don't want to live. I'll tell you right now, if an angel appeared in my in, in this room right now and said, and I was convinced, and I tested the spirits, now of course I'd be like Daniel, probably laying on the ground crying like a baby, saying, Don't kill me, don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. But, um, but uh, you know, if I was convinced that the angel was from God, and that angel told me I could come home tonight, sort of like with uh, Angelica Zambrano, where the probably man angel that came to her house, she just said he was a man, but he knew way too much. But anyway, uh, probably a man angel. But anyway, the thing is, you know, with her, she what God wouldn't even allow her to come to heaven without going to hell first. And then she also had to die. And he said and she was told by this stranger that came to her door that in three days from now you're going to die right here in this living room. And then you will be taken. And sure enough her whole family is there and bam, she dropped over like a dead like a rock, dead as a doornail. 
And then she cried out to the angels, please don't take me to hell. Please, please, please don't take me to hell. And they said, we have to take you to hell. It was part of the deal, I guess. I don't understand it all. But I will say this. I would test, if I was tested by a spirit of God. And here's the thing. And, I said, and, and that angel, and I knew that was an angel from God. And I felt total peace and the presence of the Holy Spirit all over me. And the angel said, Johnny, the Lord God, our Heavenly Father, and the Lord Jesus, our King, says that you can come home tonight. But it would never happen. I'll tell you why it would never happen. Because God needs people here to do stuff. And there's a lot of stuff that's got to be done yet. Now, am I happy about that? I absolutely am not happy about that. I would be a liar, liar, pants on fire, and all liars are going to be cast into the lake of fire according to the book of Revelation. I ain't going into the lake of fire. Our Heavenly Father knows I don't want to be here for another millisecond. And I'd love it if I could die in my sleep. And maybe God might allow that. Who knows? I don't know. I would be happy as can be. But my daughter would be bummed out. She probably needs my counsel. Well, actually, probably is the wrong word. She definitely needs my counsel. Um, maybe the stuff that we've been talking about on the prayer vigil, the last couple of prayer vigils have been helpful. The only reason I ever wanted to do this is to help people. I'd like to say that it was a wonderful journey. There have been some amazing things that have happened to me. Unbelievable, unbelievable supernatural experiences that have taught me things about the Bible, what's in the Bible. Confirmations from God, sometimes three, four, five confirmations spread out over several years. Receiving that letter, you are you are invited to this Sukkot Sukkot wedding, talking about the counting of the Omer, which are sheaves of barley. Receiving that while I'm crying in my living room to the Lord on a couch all by myself, saying, "I don't think I'm going to make, the, I don't think I'm going to make the rapture," and then I hear like, "Go to your mailbox." I'm like, Glenn, what? So I walked to my bail box, and there it was, a letter. And right on the front of it, it said, Welcome to this Shavuot wedding. Back then, I didn't even know there was a such thing as a barley harvest. Do you know how many people don't even realize that there is? And that it occurs during Shavuot in the spring during Pentecost or very close to Pentecost. So many people don't know that. They never in a gazillion years have ever considered that Shavuot to the Jews is symbolic of a wedding. Praise God. So, hold on. Okay, okay, hold on a second, I'm grabbing something. Let's go ahead and have communion.
I didn't know if I was going to have time. Now, before, we don't need much time to have communion uh, without all the music and stuff. That only takes a couple of moments. But um, I can tell you this. I've come to the conclusion that there is supernatural power in communion. And you might say, Johnny, where do you get that idea from? Well, I can tell you this, pretty much the vast majority of any weird notions that I've gotten over the last 12 years have turned out to be true. Now, I'll tell you why. Because when Jesus says, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Why did he say that? As often as you drink it in remembrance of me. That to me sounds like a subtle implication that there's power in communion, that you're proclaiming through the symbolic act of taking communion with Jesus, declaring his death, his rising from the dead, declaring him as being the Lord of the new covenant, the new covenant, the new covenant. So new and so awesome. Changed so many worlds, hundreds of worlds. I think, I believe, I know I believe in my heart that it's very powerful. And that there are unspoken blessings, anointings, and power that come from the very intimacy of the moment. Because it's between you and him. If you have room on your dresser, I cannot more strongly recommend that you get a chalice. They're cheap. C-H-A-L-I-S, chalice a little bit of wine, or if you prefer grape juice, I guess that's fine, but it was wine. And also some matzah. M-A-Z-Z-A-H, I think it is. Matzah. You can buy that off of Amazon. That's the unleavened bread. I'm holding some in my hand right now. I have a big stack of it in the right behind me, inside a Ziploc bag. I have a really, really, thank you, Jesus, a beautiful chalice I bought. A wonderful place to buy, really, really nice quality, beautiful Jewish, Hebrew um, accoutrements, vessels. Like, I have a, a ring on my finger, but I'm unmarried. The Jews see 
Song of Solomon's, or Song of Songs or whatever, 6-3, they see that as a wedding vow. I am my beloved's and my beloved is mine. So they get those as wedding rings for each other. But if you go to Judaica Web Store, J-U-D-A-I-C-A Web Store.com, now be careful. Be careful. They they also sell you know um, Kabbalah stuff. So stay away from that creepy stuff. But they have some of the most beautiful chalices there, and they're coming straight from Israel. I got my Ani Ladodi ring. Ani Ladodi Vadodi Li. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. It's in Hebrew. Now it's silver. You know, I didn't want to spend a fortune. They got some on there that are like four thousand dollars of solid gold. But you can get a cheap one of those. I mean, if you're married to your wife, you want to leave that alone. But if you're not married, you you could get one for yourself between you and Jesus. But anyway, let's go ahead. I believe there's a lot of power. And I, if I had room, well, I do have room on my bureau in the master bedroom. And I set up an, a little area. has a little candle, tea light. And... Um, some uh, some of the Exodus blend holy oil that's called Behind the Veil that you can get from L-O-J-O-I-L dot com Lindy Pierce Behind the Veil you have to buy the bottle and then send her an email and tell her that you would like Behind the Veil and I use it just like the Levitical priesthood did and I anoint the vessels so I anoint the wine bottle which I Right now I'm using the Adorn wine because I can't get the uh, the Herman Red from Israel at the moment. But um, there's a brand of cab that is called Adorn. Adorned like a bride, like in Revelation. So I anoint the bottle. I anoint the little um, crystal decanter that I use to hold the broken up matzah. And then I anoint the chalice. And then... Um, I also anoint the water, the the golden bowl of forgiveness, because I do pray like we have many times on this show. I pray exactly like that in the morning for at least one continent of people. But I take like to take communion a lot. Lately, I haven't taken it every single day since my knee got tore up. I'm really trying to super duper take it easy on it. Um... But I am excited to just get this over with. Um, let the surgeon do what he has to do. Pay the insurance copay, which is huge. And get it over with. Get back on the elliptical trainer and get in my daily routine again a little bit better. Praise God. But anyway, I hope this was beneficial. I hope it made you think a lot about things. If there's anybody out there that wants to dial in to the 319-527-6020 number and press 1 to speak to the host because you have a really good idea. Oh, by the way, buy lots of extra dog food. Buy lots of extra cat food. Don't forget that. Get a first aid kit. Get yourself a little book, a booklet. You know, they have cheap, under 20 bucks, maybe 12 bucks. Um, you know, first aid books. Um, buy lots of things like bandage and gauze and um, just 
get everything you can get your hands on as far as medical stuff is concerned. Gauze, Band-Aids, Band-Aid strips, um, you, you name it, um, uh, triple antibiotic lotion, all that kind of stuff. Make sure, Get yourself a shelf, you know, hopefully you have a shelf you can shove a bunch of that stuff in. So don't forget that. Praise God. All right. And in the name of Jesus, we honor you, Lord. Thank you for honoring us. We don't deserve it. But you knew us before there was time. You knew us before the foundations of the earth. And you came to get us. We heard the call and we praise you. On the day on which you, our Lord, was betrayed, you took bread He broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In that same manner, our Lord Jesus took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do as often, as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Ani Lododi Vidodi Li. We are our beloved, and our beloved is ours, and we praise you. Amen. God bless you all. See you next Friday, Lord willing. Remember, things could happen sooner than we think. I wouldn't delay too long. God bless you all.
When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. We are the branches on a living tree. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure. Until you come back for your bride to set her free. Watch us as we trim our wicks. Our lamps are full, our hearts are right. Like those five white virgins, we will be. Your bride awaits thee patiently. Hello. I'm going to cut this off real quick. Got some good news for you. They got real super smart. And they put um, Sound of Freedom movie on. Hold on a second, cover up. New World Order Motor. Okay. Um, it appears that the Sound of Freedom movie has been put on Rumble. I'm, I can tell you that it appears it was put up there. Look look on rumble.com for Lion's Den, with an apostrophe, Lion's Den, colon, Dr. Dot William Schnobelin. We had Bill Schnobelin on the program uh, once, uh, and it was, uh, it was a blessing. But anyway, I'm looking at the link right now. I'm looking at the actual movie. Uh, I haven't played it to see if the whole movie's there, but if that be true, uh, that's good news, and um, uh, it'll save you 20 bucks uh, being stuck in a theater, being abused, um, and uh, the Lord knows what all. So anyway, praise God, just wanted to let you know, it appears that The Sound of Freedom, the movie, is now uh, on Rumble. And also, you can probably they will probably have a link to it on, with oneaccord.org, w i t h o n e a c c o r d dot o r g, with oneaccord.org. I believe that's Bill Schnobelin's website. So anyway, God bless you all, and we will again see you next Friday, Lord willing. Good night, everyone, and God bless you. For that blessed sound, the dead will rise. The churches gather, we're praying that we're worthy, Lord, to join our family. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? We will endure, and while we wait, we will bring forth the fruit of the light of Christ. When will your coming be? 
When will your trumpet sound for me? Till then we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set us free